Make sure you push the right button. I, I pushed the right <sighs> button. You got to get that button. I miss the way Jasmine used to say button. Don't you, don't you hate when they learn how to say stuff the right way? Yeah. It's the worst. You want them to like still say it the cute way and still be all messed up. It's like, it's not called a remote. <laughs> Call it a burnout the way you used to. A burnout. <laughs> be That's cute. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Stay cute. Stay the same size too. Don't get Just any like bigger. Daisy. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Why can't why you can't... be more like Daisy? <laughs> Yeah, and yes, I'm waiting till this episode down downloads. <laughs> Why can't kids just grow on command? You just say, okay, now you can age. Yeah, go but, for it. Like, ah, we're, we're running low on cash here. Go get a job <laughs> and grow. 18, please, now. <laughs> yeah. Just make them grow. Just uh, grow. Today's podcast is brought to you by Perfect Keto. Our buddies over at Perfect Keto are always uh, hooking us up with some awesome stuff. I'm really digging the nootropic. Uh, I like the flavor of it. It kind of tastes almost like a dark chocolate. Mm. I'll throw it in my coffee sometimes on top of having a bunch of really cool um, things for your brain, like some brain food. Um, It also has some uh, ketones in it, which I find interesting and i just like the flavor of it. it tastes really good what's your uh favorite perfect keto thingy in sema okay it's hard because it comes down to three number one has to be the bars cinnamon bun bar cinnamon bar bar mm. um that is my favorite one is it true that you stacked it up and put peanut butter in between it <laughs> no you made a sandwich you're mixing me up with you man <laughs> oh like, you did was that? that that was definitely you that was not me oh. but Sure. My second favorite is the salted caramel collagen protein because mm-hmm. it just tastes so damn good. And uh, our man, Ron Pena, was talking about how important collagen is in terms of collagen yeah. protein. Mm-hmm. So it's a good way to get that in. Plus, it just tastes so damn good. And then obviously, um, I'm a big fan of those electrolytes because how I many, do a lot of cardio. How many weeks would it take someone of using the collagen protein for them to start looking like you? Um, Like one one tub? I'd say about a half a tub. Half a tub, damn. Half a tub, you'll. But then you got to continue the usage. Yeah, once you stop, if you miss a single serving of the you collagen go back protein, to whatever. You go, actually, you get a little bit worse. Oh wow, it's kind of tough. <laughs> so yeah, you got to stay on point with that. Got to stay on point, or the gains all go away. Yeah, what's the like uh, what? How does the statement go that these statements have not been approved by the FDA, <laughs> but the bro science mm-hmm. in us does approve of what Nsema just said? Yeah. And yeah, I personally. It makes sense, right? Like, yeah, no, it does. Yeah, just if you just think about it just a little bit, then it just There's makes a lot perfect of science sense. Behind it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, personally, I can't get, I can't stop eating the uh, the chocolate chip cookie dough ones. Mm. I've, I've gone full chocolate chip cookie dough team. Like mm. I was on Team Cinnamon. Now it's something about the uh, just the gigantic chunks of chocolate that you get into yeah, it. Man. Like I can't. Can they send us just the chocolate? Maybe. How about no? How about cinnamon too? No, but like literally just the oh, chocolate just the inside. inside? Special Maybe. Power Project Edition. Yeah. I'm down with that. Just a chocolate bar. Yeah. yeah. If you guys want to check out any of the products we just talked about or any of the other ones at perfectketo.com, head over to perfectketo.com slash powerproject and enter promo code powerproject at checkout for 15% off all Perfect Keto products. I'm loving me some of that Piedmontese beef as well. They're mm-hmm. uh, they're pod, they're um, part of our podcast advertising as well. And we appreciate them. I've been on a hamburger kick lately. I was doing a lot of the meat, a lot of the steak, rather. And I've been on this um, 
grass-fed beef type of deal. So I've been making up a bunch of hamburgers, throwing some cheese on it. It's been delicious. I can't wait to do that in the middle of this week because I have three of the patties waiting to defrost. I haven't defrosted them yet, but <laughs> both of you guys have been ranting and raving about how good their patties are that I'm mm-hmm. really excited to dig in. They're yeah. good. Uh, so I just put in an order for just, it was, uh, the sliders and then a bunch of flat iron steaks based on your recommendation. Those are good. And this is something that like, I can't promise or even promote, but I opened, oh, my, my fiance opened up the box and she was like, oh, you got two, um, extra packs of ground beef too. And I'm like, no, I didn't order that. Like, no, no, no. It was like a promotion that they ran. So like, I, like I said, I can't even, I can't promise that, but they did throw it in there that's just like how cool this company is like that was totally unexpected mm. and it's so cool when you get you know the uh, the package delivered to your house like you don't have to bother going to the store to get anything it's just right there yeah and on top of that they give you a little card that says who packaged it and everything so you know who to yell at if something's missing you may have also uh, heard us talk before on this podcast it, this is going to fit any style of diet that you want because you can um get uh, a type of meat from P- certified piedmontese that's super lean and so it will have a similar leanness to like chicken or turkey um, if you want to get something that's that's super lean but still is red meat. So I uh, highly recommend Certified Piedmontese. Tell them how to get the hookup, Andrew. You guys got to head over to Piedmontese, Piedmontese.com. That's P-I-E-D-M-O-N-T-E-S-E.com. It's a lot easier to spell than it is to say apparently right now. Um, at checkout, enter promo code POWERPROJECT for 25% off your order. And any orders of $99 and above get free two-day shipping. Yep, yep. And also our boys over at Quest Nutrition. Um, I've been digging on those uh, donut bars. Have you had a donut? I bar haven't yet? had the donut. What? Oh, yeah, <laughs> that is that new? Mm, it's newish. Yeah. Newish. Yeah. yeah. So imagine the. Uh, we like... hide all the good stuff. You know. <laughs> God. Oh, I got oh my I get my pen. You <laughs> <laughs> really chucked that pen. <laughs> got really upset. They have a donut bar. At this place, I'm out. I'm of really here. pissed. It's like, I quit. It's like both of you guys have had this damn donut bar, and I'm over here like I didn't even know it existed. So, <laughs> have you ever had like the gas station like sleeve of like chocolate donuts? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So it it tastes very much like that. They Shut somehow the nailed up. that oh, like man. chocolate taste just mm-hmm. right. And to be honest, I kind of like I like the like the waxiness of the chocolate donuts. You, you don't dirty, you dirty don't really boy. have that with this, but you have like the inside <laughs> of it. Uh, it, it's it's really good. It's got sprinkles on it. <laughs> How is that okay? Sakes. I don't understand it. Well, they're Quest sprinkles. Mm. Fuck both of you. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> both of you. Dude, yeah, they even they even sent like a floaty too that looked like a donut. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this is how they do me. This is how y'all do me. This is wrong. <laughs> All this stuff's going on over here, and he doesn't yeah. even know about it, right? Well, he's too busy getting jacked, so... Oh, man. You have to just hang okay, out. Okay, well, I can't wait for that. Do we have any in office? Oh, come on. Everybody <laughs> ate them all. <laughs> anyway, Quest Nutrition has amazing products. We've been uh, friends with the Quest team for a really long time. Our boy Ron Penna and uh, Bruce Cardenas, they've, they've been amazing to us. Um, they've been uh, setting me up with bars and protein and all kinds of different stuff. They're chips as well. Mm-hmm. They also have uh, pizza. Quest Pizza is really good. If you're trying to stay in ketosis and um, you know you're trying just to live kind of a low carb lifestyle, it fits into that. But if you're also trying to just count your calories and pay attention, I think 
most of the bars are under 200 calories. They also have cookies. They got uh, chocolate chip. They got oatmeal raisin. Um, they have a peanut butter one, I think. They got a bunch of different flavors of that as well. So check out Quest Nutrition. Andrew, tell them how to get set up. Uh, you guys got to head over to questnutrition.com. Um, literally, like, it's the best bars. You got to check out the Hero Bars, too. But uh, Oh, damn. Forgot about those. I know, man. Mm-hmm. They're so good. So throw all these uh, items in your cart, and at checkout, enter promo code MarksQuest for 20% off everything in cart. So we just did a little Q&A on Instagram. We went live for the first time, actually, with all three of us. That was actually yeah. kind of fun. Yeah. That was kind of cool. Maybe we'll uh, do some future episodes that are actually live on Instagram if we can figure out the Instagram button again. We've uh, had some issues, right? So I've, I I figured it out, and I just have to figure out a way how to put our stream in multiple places at once because right mm-hmm. now we it can be Instagram or YouTube. Mm-hmm. It can't be Instagram facebook and See, i YouTube. think andrew specifically talks to me this way because he knows i don't know what he's talking about <laughs> as soon as he says streaming he knows that i'm lost and so he knows that that's like a safe word and he could say he could put anything he wants it's like a firewall for me and once he says streaming it's like, well, I'm like yeah. everything goes yeah my eyes just roll back and boom or uh i just have to i just have to tell mark like dude don't worry about it. the files are rendering don't worry it's all it's all processing rendering right now files and eventually okay. it's gonna yeah it'll i'm upload. like I, i'm like rendering files okay that's stuff for andrew and like chris and the media team <laughs> yeah. like that has nothing to do with me don't ask any questions because you're gonna mess them up Stay in your lane. <laughs> uh, it's like when you ask somebody a nutrition question. Well, metabolically, then yeah, the you're calories like, oh. of the the carbohydrate and the oh, okay, cool. Yeah, you're so like, I get it. You're like, I just wanted to know how to be ripped. <laughs> can we yeah. still can we still talk about being? Can we still talk about just being ripped? And all anybody wants you to say is just take a lot of trend mm-hmm. and work out hard. That's pretty much what people. <laughs> That's the recipe. That's the recipe. So speaking of recipes, let's talk about this uh, recipe for some abs. Mm. Our boy Andrew is craving some abs. So your body fat percentages that you've gotten done have been through what what, uh, mechanism or what way did you get your body fat tested? Uh, Through an in-body scanner. So it's the one that you stand on barefoot and then you hold the electrodes or whatever Mm -hmm. they're called and you you stand still for like a minute or two. And then your body fat percentage was about what on there? Uh, I can check, but it was like in the low teens. Oh, good. Yeah. Yeah, so the good news is is that, you know, from what I've seen, I've seen you with your, your shirt off, not with your pants down quite yet, but we're getting to that soon, hopefully. Honestly, oh, when yeah. I get abs, I'm just going to walk around pantless. Like, oh. why, why the fuck are you? Because I, like, I have abs now. I can do whatever I want. And you're 1% <laughs> Congo, so. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the 1% all... Congo's there. Shit, that's all we had to do. <laughs> I like that. Uh, yeah. So anyway, you're between 11 and like 13% body fat. Yeah. And I think, you know, the key ingredient to getting somebody some abs is just to bring their body fat down to uh, a level where some abs start to show up. So, you know, trying to strip down some body fat, the good news is that you have a lot more muscle mass on you now than you did, you know, 10 years ago. I think you mentioned you may have weighed about 155 or 160. Mm-hmm. I, yeah. I've dropped down to 155. Probably, let's see, how many years? Like five years ago now, maybe. And then when you weighed that amount of weight, how did your stomach look then compared to the way that it is at the moment? Um, I mean, just, I, I can't remember exactly, mm. but I mean, it looked fairly similar. Like, okay. Pretty flat on top and then just like the, like a pretty big pooch at the bottom. Like definitely not like, oh, I just have a little bit hanging in there. Like, no, I've always had 
quite a big uh, belly for some reason. Kind of around the belly button area. Yeah. Let me see. Where's my body? I think fat? just a lot of sit-ups, man. And if you do them upside down, that'll really help burn fat because all the blood will be flowing to your head, right? <laughs> yeah. That, actually, that sounds kind of right. Yeah. It sounds pretty legit. Mm -hmm. And the faster you do them, the faster you're going to lose weight. Yeah, the faster you do them, it's the, all about the speed. It's speeding up the furnace, pretty much. If you mm -hmm. think of like, you know, when you put the on furnace. an oven, when, yeah, mm -hmm. when you put on an oven and you slowly raise the temperature, it's like raising, it's like increasing the speed of your sit up. So the higher mm -hmm. the speed, the higher the temperature of that metabolic burn within the abdominal cavity. Yeah, I then think the this, abs will be rendering. <laughs> well, and the, the higher you turn render. up that flame, the more gas it needs, right? Yeah. So you're going to be really gassy. <laughs> On top of everything oh, okay. else. Isn't that I'm, I'm what's cool. been happening? I'm cool with that. Yeah. yeah you got a little gassy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's Quite just the more. fat being, you know, being burnt, vaporized. Being vaporized. Sometimes it stinks. Yeah. <laughs> you guys are joking, but I mean, I really don't know where to take it. <laughs> I don't know where we're going with this. Well, anyway, well here's the uh, the breakdown when mm -hmm. I did the, uh, the Sarmageddon thing. So, now, people make such a big deal about the way that you get your body fat tested. And I think that you... The most important thing is if you are going to get something like that tested, just get it tested in a similar fashion, you know, uh, have it be uh, done at like a similar time of day, have mm -hmm. it be done, you know, under similar conditions, like you didn't, you know, drink and eat a bunch of junk the night before. Mm -hmm. um, and then you didn't specifically try to diet or do anything crazy to like alter the the numbers. But some people are like, oh, that one doesn't work or you got to get, you know, the calipers or you have to get a um dexa scan you know and people have they get all crazy about but we've had you know we've had all kinds of different people on this podcast and even a dexa scan um lane norton who a lot of people hold in high regard uh in terms of nutritional information he thought the dexa scan was like pretty flawed as well because he mm -hmm. was like i could just eat this or eat that and i could yeah. make it you know uh you know have it be uh way off so whatever way you get your body fat tested i think is fine and then it's a matter of continuing that same testing. Mm -hmm. So that way you got something to compare it to. And the chart that Andrew has posted up, he goes from about 13.7 down to 11.7. And each person where they hold their body fat is going to be a little bit different. So I would say like in just in accordance to this chart, I would say that, Andrew, you probably need to lose another maybe like 2 or 3% body fat for abs to be in pretty good. For them to just show up, it might have only been like maybe like one more percent or maybe even like, you know, two, you know, because even two percent down is, is pretty is a pretty good amount. Yeah, because then it'd be yeah, down in single digits. And then when so when I did do this testing, like there is a protocol that you're supposed to follow with the in body scanner. A lot of people don't even know that you're supposed to do that, but like like I I couldn't even shower before I did it because then I would retain or like be somehow holding more water because mm -hmm. it was on me. So like everything was done the exact same fasted Saturday mornings, yeah. uh, no shower, nothing like that. And food wise, I mean, everything yeah, <laughs> that was when I was really, really strict on the vertical diet. So nothing changed. Mm -hmm. so, no, that, that's one thing to make sure of, like not just that you're getting the same test done, but just make sure that if you typically fast before the test, fast before the test. If mm -hmm. you like don't have like a very high sodium meal the day before or something versus another time that you have the test because you could be holding more water if you you get it done before, right. you know what I mean? So like you you were you did it in the smart way. You kept all the variables the same as much as you could. You got yourself tested. Yeah. But I think, you know, one thing that is really important for us to talk about here is like, you know, you said that you can you you don't think you can get abs. Well, 
we know everybody has abs, right? And a lot of people have the goal when they're looking at this whole fitness thing, like, you know, I want to have a six pack. But I think the first question you want to ask along with that, or one of the first questions is like, how do you want to look when you have that six pack? Because, you know, you were saying Mm -hmm. that, you know, oh, I don't think I can get it. And both Mark and I are like, you literally, you lose 10 to 20 pounds of body fat, you're going to have a six pack. But the real question is, is are you sure you want a six pack right now? Do you want to put on more muscle than get it later? Because like even when I look at my whole like throughout like my athletic career, you know, there were phases when I just wanted to build more muscle so that when I got leaner, I looked better. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think a lot of people, they're like, oh, yeah, I want to get lean, but they haven't necessarily put in the groundwork to gain as like more muscle so that when they do get lean again, they look their best or they look the way they actually want to look. Yeah, it's really rare for people to even work on gaining, you know, to like Mm -hmm. really take their time with like, I'm going to really you know, hone in and focus in on gaining. I think for yourself, I mean, th- that would be the main thing is like to, to pick, to try to pick a lane because it doesn't sound like you want to stay the same. So, but it does sound like you have been staying the same. So you got to pick a lane. You want to get bigger or do you want to try to get smaller? And if you want to get smaller, then it's a matter of, you know, how do we work on lowering your body fat percentage? Mm-hmm. And we would do that through uh, the manipulation of your food. And if you want to get bigger, it would be the same thing. It'd be through the manipulation of your food, but it seems difficult for you to pile on a lot of weight um, because it's hard for you to eat a lot of food. Correct. Yeah. And then also we, we've had this conversation 15 pounds ago, we'll say. Mm-hmm. And Mark was like, well, you know, yeah, it might be cool if you'd had abs or like, you know, showed some definition, but you would look so much better if you just added at least like 10 pounds. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, yeah, he's 100% right. Like I was already skinny. It wouldn't look good to look skinnier. Yeah. You know? Right. And then, and I, by no means am I saying I've accomplished anything by like, you know, weighing 196 pounds, but it's a lot more than where I was. Yeah. And you actually do look like, even though you're looking at yourself every single day, mm-hmm. but we could see like, dude, your arms, your legs, like right now when your ar- your left arm is bent, like, that bicep never used to, yeah, that bicep never used to be there like that. Now think about like, you know, another six months from now, as you continue to just pack on that training volume, mm-hmm. let's say you're only 202 pounds. You're going to look substantially different at that 202, even though it's only like four or five pounds, mm-hmm. that four or five pounds is going to be solid. You know what I mean? And right. then if you were to cut then you'd look even better. So that's like, this is the phase where like no one like likes to be in for a while where you're not seeing the shredded six pack and you're just putting on a bunch of muscle. But like we all need, I, I needed that phase. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. guessing you yeah. needed that phase. Yeah. You need to fluff up sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. And, and you can take it to, you could take it too far either way. You could get like too small or you can get too, you know, sometimes you can get too big because mm. you just had, you're at some point like, you're packing on too much chub rather than, you know, <laughs> and you're, oh, you're kind of, or you know, but we see a lot of people do it with getting too small too, where it's like, man, like you're starting to pull off some muscle. Mm-hmm. Like maybe we should go back the other way, you know? So it's kind of hard to, to weigh it all out, but let's just hypothetically say that you're going to be on a mission towards, uh, you know, dropping some body fat. I think that you're not far away. I mean, even if your body fat percentage is slightly higher than at 11.7, even if it's back to the 13, I, I think that you can still rapidly, um, you know, start to get leaner. And maybe that's something that maybe you, maybe it's a new series that you start up because then it's like, well, fuck, I'm stuck on this thing mm-hmm. and I got to follow through with it. So like the, I'm going to get abs series or something, you know? <laughs> yeah. And like, what a pain in the ass that would be 
But at the end of it, if you worked hard, you'd have abs. So I think there's a few things. I mean, you can cater some training towards fat burning and you could utilize um, some amount of cardio. Like you could do, um, let's just say you did like sprints twice a week. Um, that that might have some benefit, but it's it's really going to come down to the food. But some um, some interval training, and the only reason why I say twice a week is I know that you train quite a bit as is, so I think twice a week is is plenty. Um, but from a lot of the stuff I've seen, you know, in, in regards to like hit training, or some people even call it hurt training, which hurt training is just actually taking a little bit more rest than they initially even mm. anticipated mm. in between your sets because it's the effort that they feel like matters more so uh, than the the actual rest interval. So what I'm saying with that is. You could potentially do six sprints at about 15, 20 seconds, probably more like 20 seconds. Um, you do six sprints at 20 seconds and rest whatever desired amount you need in between those sets. Um, if you're trying to increase your conditioning, then you would want to rest a little bit less. But if you're trying specifically more for fat burning and six is just a real reasonable number, like you're going to be pretty gassed from doing six of them. I think doing that about twice a week could help. But again, it's going to come down to your food and making sure that you're getting in uh, the proper amounts of uh, sleep and stuff like that. Yeah. One of the biggest things is like people being able to handle their hunger when they're having to maybe cut out some food or eat a little bit more of a deficit. Um, That's that's one of the biggest like things whenever like whenever I've had to purposefully cut in the past, like for bodybuilding and stuff. The hardest thing for me to deal with was my hunger because one thing that I was doing was eating at like all parts of the day. Like I'd have a breakfast, I'd have a, you know, a lunch and some snacks and some dinner. I'd make sure it fit my deficit, but I'd always feel hungry all the time. There's never a time that I really felt satiated. And that's one of the reasons why a lot of people like believe that like, you know, when they get lean, if they do get that, that they can't maintain it for a long time because they're like, I'm always hungry when I'm leaner. Mm -hmm. You know, back when I like, you know, when I got on stage, I was like, okay, this condition's great or even close to this condition's great. But even when I'm close to this condition and lean, I can't maintain this shit because I'm just hungry all the time and I feel weak. And one of the biggest things that changed for me was like utilizing fasting, getting used to the feeling of hunger and realizing it's not always just hunger. Like it's not that big of a deal. Um, And that's one of the things that just helps me maintain this, what I have currently because I'm not like, I know that I can, or I, I feel normal. Like I don't feel like I need to eat all the time. Now, if I had my old eating habits and I was like looking the same way, I don't think I'd be able to maintain this because I'd want to eat all the time. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one of the big things. That's one of the reasons why I can maintain this and still be able to perform. Um, but yeah. like It's a huge factor if you think about somebody that's like, you know, 250 and they want to be, you know, 225 and they want to be a little leaner. As they start to lose weight, they're still going to have that appetite of the guy that's 250. Mm. They're still going to have some of those habits and stuff. And so what Encima is implying is that possibly through this method, through some intermittent fasting, it might be easier for you to have something that's super black and white. Like, how do I cheat on this diet? Well, the only way to cheat on it during this time frame is for you to eat. And then once you eat, it makes you more hungry. And then once you have an opportunity to eat, that's where we have to have a conversation of like, what is it that you're going to eat? And I think for you personally, I think like a vertical diet would, would really make a lot of sense. So utilize some intermittent fasting, utilize the vertical diet. But here's the trick I think that would really help 
kind of cement everything in and, and maybe try to make sure that you're not uh, committing some serious uh, damage on yourself uh, later later in the evening. So maybe you eat twice, maybe you need to eat three times because maybe for you, if you eat twice, maybe you have to jam in too much food in too short of a window. Mm. But we come up with a certain amount of times you can eat. Now, if you eat and you're still out of control hungry, then the only thing you can eat is like fat and protein. And the only reason why I would say that is just because that's a good rule to have. So that way you're not, we, we know that like if you're left to just mainly eat steak or to eat some eggs or to eat mm-hmm. a couple slices of cheese, you probably won't really overconsume. Right. You probably won't sit there and like gnaw on that for the next hour. But we know that if you can throw a scoop of rice into something that maybe you're going to have more potential overeat. We know from history and, and our own experiences that if we start to mix stuff together, <laughs> uh, that creates a great opportunity for us to start to eat a lot of food. So maybe something like that, you mm-hmm. know, like if I'm going to have, if I'm going to eat more food, it's like a sep- second helping of whatever protein we had for dinner, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe the vegetables, and then maybe you come up with a couple of decent snack options that are like, if I if I go for that, I can only have that one thing, and that's all I'm going to do. And then you know, try to end, try to end your eating window about two hours before you go to bed. Try to hit up a walk, um, you know, after your last meal, like staying on point, staying dedicated. Um, even as far I'd go, to, even as far as to like brush your teeth. It's a good signal for me that it's over. The eating for the fucking day is done <laughs> with, you know. So a lot of times after dinner, I'll go upstairs, even though I don't want to. And I'll, I'll brush my teeth and then I'll go on my walk. And the whole time I'm kind of still kind of thinking about food, but I'm <laughs> like, ah, I already brushed my teeth and like it's over with. And I, I, I think about all the agreements I tried to make with myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, uh, the intermittent fasting and the controlling the, the hunger, that's actually like, uh, it's my superpower. Well, I mean, it is like we've been, it's been really, really busy past couple of weeks mm-hmm. and I looked up on some t- so one of the days during this past week, I was like, oh, shit, I didn't eat today. And this was one of the days that we trained. I had a photo shoot, had video, sh- like everything. I'm like, oh, fuck, I didn't eat. Like, uh, I'll just wait till I get home. Yeah. And then I got home and I had, you know, some Piedmontese steak and uh, purple, uh, p- the sweet potatoes. Mm. Dude, you're 100 yeah. percent right. Those are so good. Still yeah. haven't had them, dude. Oh my gosh! I actually air fried them. Is that the, like the Japanese sweet potato? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. This, okay. oh, that was really good. Anyways, yeah. uh, so that day Japanese I, sweet potatoes are ridiculous. They're, they they so don't good. taste like you should be allowed to eat them. They don't Correct. even taste like the orange like orange no, sweet potatoes. No, they they, they no. make orange sweet potatoes like peasants. Like it's <laughs> dude, they're so good. Yeah, you have to eat them with the pinky up and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I gotta try that. Those are delicious. But yeah. the uh, the intermittent fasting thing—that's, uh, I mean, I would prefer to do that over trying to gain. Like gaining is fucking hard, man. Like I, hmm. I did enjoy like, oh, I'm gaining, so I'm gonna go to Chipotle and get you know double everything. That was awesome, but you know. Like I can't maintain that. I can't do that three times a day. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like the 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 vertical diet was amazing. Like that, without that, I wouldn't have gained a damn pound because mm-hmm. I can easily eat that three four times a day and then dinner. And the dinner is usually just something you know homemade like spaghetti, right? Like it's it's very easy and moderate, nothing insane. Yeah. To be able to intermittent fast through that like i can definitely do that mm-hmm. i think something else that would help too as i would suggest that you do like one meal here maybe possibly two but probably just like one 
and I would still have some meal prep. And the only reason why I say that is that way when you get home, you know, if you're, you know, thinking about other types of food because you did get hungry, um, you still have some, you know, you still have some healthy meals that you could just easily zap in the microwave for a few minutes and you're, you're good to go. You know, that way you can, it's like you need all these like little backup meth, me, uh, mechanisms so you don't go uh, off the rails. But really all we're talking about is just eating less, you know, f- trying to find a way to eat less. And if you go back to, you know, thinking about, you know, the bigger person trying to be the smaller person, you're going to still have those uh, bigger person urges all the time. Mm-hmm. And intermittent fasting, you can start to actually kill off that hunger hormone or even just get more comfortable with it and yeah. recognize. I mean, I, I think that, um, and we've had people talk about it before, but I think that fasting falls in line with, um, with, with a lot of factors that make you feel more healthy, make you feel more productive. And obviously like if you go too long without food or you go kind of unplanned without food, sometimes it doesn't feel great. But once your body gets over those first couple temptations of eating again, normally you feel really good. And if you think about a ketogenic diet, a ketogenic diet is a way to try to trick your body into thinking that you're fasting, even though you're not fasting, mm-hmm. because that's what happens when we fast. You end up in a, if you fast long enough, you end up producing ketone bodies. And I thought Dr. Ken Berry brought up a point that I think may have been missed by a lot of people that listen to that podcast. Fat is your primary, primary source of fuel, not your secondary and I think that that is amazing, and I think that that is something that everyone should be really thinking about a little bit harder. Whether you agree with it or disagree with it, I think it's a good thing to think about, and it's a good thing to actually challenge. Are all these carbohydrates, are they our primary sources of fuel? It's like, man, I don't, I don't really think so. Um, I, I know that some people get frustrated when we go back in time and we look at the way that people used to eat, but, I mean, don't you want to know how we're supposed to eat? Yeah. You know, if you go back and start to think about how, how we used to eat or how we were designed to eat, um, you know, I, I, I'm a believer in, uh, God and I'm a believer in like the way that we evolved and stuff too. But at the same time, you know, when I start to think about some of these things, I I do understand that like we're designed to do a lot of shit, you know, we're designed to do a lot of good. We're designed to do a lot of harm. We're designed to, be able to fast for several days and we're designed to stuff our faces all day. Otherwise we wouldn't be able to do it, mm-hmm. but it doesn't seem healthy. It doesn't seem like it's in our best interest to do it and ha- to have the ability to do it is one thing. Um, but to be able to have some reserve uh, stored up so that we can go back to maybe the way that we were initially supposed to eat, I think makes the most sense. Yeah. But like, that's the thing. Like, for most of my, I guess, athletic career, I was eating very, very, very high carb. But for the past, I don't know, it's probably been more than a year now that I've been lower carb, some days barely any, some days maybe even 50, you know, 40 to 50 grams. It's literally the best I've felt, even athletically too. So it's it's not something you have to do as an athlete or even something I think you have to do when bulking to eat an immense amount of carbohydrates. I don't think you have to eat that many. Um, I know we're talking about cutting, but I think especially when it comes to bulking, a lot of a lot of us that are trying to get bigger, you don't have to do it as aggressively as a, you know, you don't have to dirty bulk. Yeah. You know, that's, that's something I think most people should maybe even try and avoid the dirty bulking aspect of it. Like 
trying to put on as much weight as possible in the shortest period of time. I know some, I know some guys right now who are trying to put on 20 pounds in the next two months. I'm just like, how about you spread that 20 pounds over nine months, maybe the year, maybe aim for that because that'll be a quality 20 pounds, most of it versus if you just try and pack that weight on the next two months and see a 20, 20 pounds more on the scale. It's great that you can do it, but I'm probably 90% of that's going to be pure body fat. Yeah, and you really won't feel much stronger. I mean, maybe like maybe your squat goes up a little bit because you got a little extra fluff going on or something. But just to gain that twenty pounds, just to gain the twenty pounds, it really. I, I mean, I I've done it. You know, I've done. I've 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 prepared for powerlifting meets before, and I haven't felt quite as strong as I wanted to. Uh, and I'm you know like shit, man. The meets like sixteen days away. I'm like, I'm just gonna eat and eat and eat and eat and i still had good results at the meet but it did it wasn't what i thought it was going to be you know i still didn't get i just wasn't trained up to like what i was what i wanted to lift and no amount of just adding extra fat was really going to do anything mm-hmm. to really change that so something to keep in mind and have good good strong perspective on yeah i got, I think this is a pretty good question from john mole and he's just basically asking is there like an ideal body fat percentage to like hold and maintain to develop muscle that actually ranges for, for certain people. For certain people, they do better being slightly higher. Like they can even tell in their training when they're, let's just use arbitrary numbers, when they're 16% versus when they're 12%. When they're 16%, they're much stronger. They have much more energy, et cetera. When they're 12%, they're extremely drained, blah, blah, blah. And, and I think that changes over time too. Because a few years ago, like myself, if I was single digit body fat, I would be suit. I, I can't train well. I can't get quality training in. I feel weak all the time. But over time, I mean, when I got back to this, I got used to it. And now I I can train well at that percentage. So I think that for most people, and even myself for a certain period of time, I did better 14, 15%. Some people I know do better at like 18%. Um, But if you spend a certain amount of time at each body fat percentage and train there, I think people can adapt to it. Mm. I think you can, I think you can adapt to the energy like requirements of the training at right. that body fat percentage, but it just takes some time. I think also something to think about is like, just what do you, what weights do you look good at? You know, and try to make note of that. Like I think, you know, Nick Wright, when he was here, um, he squatted nearly 600 pounds, mm. very, very strong, very strong guy. Um, he he looks thick. He's got good muscle mass on him. He did a bodybuilding show, and he could easily turn back to that. He's got a little fluff. He's got a little bloat on him, especially compared to how he looked on game day of the bodybuilding show. But I thought he looked great. I thought yeah. he looked powerful. And so it's like you know, pick pick your style. Like, what's your style going to look like? What do you what are you going to look like? I would say, I mean, if I just take a wild random guess, I'd say he's like you know probably fifteen percent body fat when he was here, something mm-hmm. like that. Arms still look awesome. He yeah. still he still looks powerful. Still looks strong. Still looks like a badass athlete. And I think that's going to be a little different for each person. Some people, for their you know to have like a bicep vein or something like that, they might have to be you know getting closer to ten percent body fat. For other people, they might be able to be eighteen percent body fat and have a pretty thick bicep vein. But I think you know. Um, Alpha M, he did a video talking about the bicep vein. And I, I actually think it's, I think it's so important. I think every single person, every single dude, at least that lifts should have a bicep vein. I think it makes it look like you lift. I think it's important. It's a good indicator too. Like if you look at everybody in this gym, like 
Yeah, it's a pretty damn good indicator that you <laughs> that you're lifting if you have a bicep band. It's funny because yeah. I've never really thought about it before before Alpha M said it. But yeah. when you do think about it and you look around, you're like, huh, the bicep vein is real, you know. But that's yeah, yeah. just it just it it probably means that you've been, a been training for a long time, and normally it means that you're probably under like 15 percent body fat, maybe even more like 13 or 12. I think another thing that we need to think about, and I mean we know this, but it's like it's just something that should be mentioned. You should give yourself time with all of these processes. You should give yourself time getting leaner. You should give yourself time gaining because like there, there would be no we're talking about a long time. Yeah. Like a really long like, time. Like we're talking about years. Yeah. We're not yeah. talking about three months. We're talking about like, this should take a long time mm -hmm. because like, like looking throughout the stages of like your lifting career to where you look right now, fuck all the, the the you know steroids or whatever anybody's going to mention about that you've been 230 you've been three something and to get to this feeling the way you do and eating the way you do took you a long time to yeah. do you know what i mean i like i know guys that aren't on anything right but it still took them a long time to get to that lean body fat and being able to maintain it over a decade of gaining Dropping, gaining, dropping, gaining, dropping myself, like gaining, dropping, gaining, dropping, gaining, dropping. And now I'm smack dab here feeling pretty comfortable. But I would not have been able to do this a few years ago because a few years ago I had to put on size. I had to get bigger. A few years before that, I had to cut a little bit. A few years before that, I had to get big again. You know, so it's like it, it, it's, you know, if this if you're trying to get there, you're trying to look big with abs or whatever. No matter what you do, it's going to take a long freaking time. You, you should, really shouldn't try and rush it. You, you can't rush it. <laughs> you know, you really don't have an option to rush it. And if you if you try to rush it, you're going to be small and maybe get the abs that you want. And if you try to rush getting big, you're going to be big and strong, but you're probably going to be fatter than you want. Mm -hmm. Like it's just and then, you know, something else to recognize in this process, you're always going to want the opposite. Yeah. Almost every single time as you're chasing one thing, <laughs> it's kind of cool for a minute. And then, you know, minutes go by and then you're thinking about like that next thing, you know, you, you agreed that you wanted to do this. I want to bulk. You start putting on a little bit of fluff and it's, uh, you know, it's summertime. Everyone's in like a tank top or has their shirts off and you're like, Oh, like, I, <laughs> do I still want to bulk? You know? And then there you are on a treadmill somewhere. Yeah. You know? Is it, is it true that like once, like, uh, once you do develop abs and you burn like all the excess fat off it's easier to get back to it once you do start to bulk up or is that like urban legend too? Do you want to, um, so there's actually some funny, there's some funny truth to that. Mm -hmm. That's not urban legend. Um, when you get lean, your body fat, what is it? Um, the way your body fat sets on your whole body kind of changes. So I've seen this happen with bodybuilders, like a ton. And I know this is like, this isn't something that's been researched, but it's very anecdotal, but it's very straightforward and easy to see. Um, and it happened to me too. When I got to lower body fat percentages, my legs are a special part of that. The first time I did a bodybuilding show before I did a show, like even at the weight, I wasn't able to see lines in my legs. And I know this with a lot of other dudes too, um, especially where they hold a lot more body fat. Well, when they got lean, they were able to see some lines in their legs when they gained body fat back. Wow. Not like I'm back to the way I was before the show, but I still have some lines mm. and they, that they never were able to see before. Uh, they do another show. They get really lean. They come back. Whoa. 
I'm seeing more lines even now, even though I'm the same body fat as I was before. I'm, my, I'm a little bit leaner in the abs too. Your body fat like gets a little bit more even throughout your physique. Like there'll be certain areas that if you tend to hold more body fat there, that'll still be an area where you hold a little more, but it'll be a little bit less than it was before. So I've just seen that happen so much and it happened so much to me like that. It's just like, it, it's undeniable. Yes. Your body fat distribution. There we go. That's what I was looking for. I, I could, I knew it was a super simple one. I couldn't it's think so of it easy. either though. Yeah. Your body fat distribution does get a little bit more even. And I've, I've seen that happen across the board to men and women who've done multiple cutting and bulking mm-hmm. cycles. But when they cut, they went pretty like, you don't have to go to like three or 4%, but you, you, you cut well, pretty that, low. That kind of falls into the category almost of like spot reduction. You know, and mm-hmm. some people, you know, spot reduction was really made fun of for, for years. Like, the, And spot reduction is like, I have fat right here and I'm trying to annihilate getting rid of that fat. Now, you can't really do that necessarily the way that you're thinking, but you can start to annihilate almost all the fat on your body as you work towards staying lean for long periods of time. And it will be easier and easier to stay lean and all of a sudden some shape and some veins and some lines and you're like you know it sounds kind of funny to say it but like you're like I'm not even really trying right now and I'm like shit's getting like looking leaner and maybe it's maybe your stomach doesn't look leaner every day but you're going to notice like your triceps your uh your legs maybe a new vein pops up in your calf or something like that this will just happen and it, and it's not going to happen like on its own you have to stay dedicated to the game and you have to be in it but it's really actually um it's something that you can be pumped about because you got to look forward to that in the future because the longer that you're doing this and the longer you stick with it, things will get things will get easier because you'll be stronger uh, mentally and, and it won't be as hard, but things will always be a little bit difficult. They'll mm-hmm. always, it'll, it'll always be tough. You know, once you get a set of abs, it there's <laughs> going to be a bunch of things that are going to be hard. It's going to be a, it's going to be hard to maintain those abs and B it's going to be really hard to kiss them goodbye. Yeah. But you're going to have to be okay with that because you just got them and it's kind of a finicky thing. It's going to take some balance. It's going to mm-hmm. take a while and you're not going to want to like be undersized or small or, uh, you know, deprived of calories for like how long you want to play that game for. Mm-hmm. But you can come out of that. You can work towards building muscle. Boom, you build that muscle back up. Metabolism is a little bit better. When you strip down the next time, you'll be a little bit bigger. It'll be easier. And over a period of time, you will um, you will start to get yourself in a zone that feels real comfortable. Yeah. yeah, that sounds good. And, you know, if I do document it, it would just be to selfishly keep my ass on track. Mm. And also just give me another goal. Like, you know, after I was done with the Sarmageddon series, I was kind of like, floating in limbo like all right what am i gonna do now like what's the next stupid thing next like pun sarmageddon pizza getting was what an idea i wanted to do next Trenageddon. and then there's trenageddon of course and then so abs doesn't rhyme with getting so i can't do that shredageddon shredageddon yeah that was one actually <laughs> but yeah I, I don't know like i definitely i need something to uh you know put the blinders on and focus on one thing mm. i yeah, I, I would love to give that a shot. But not to give it a shot. I would love to do that. Yeah. So that might be next. Oh, you got two guys that can coach you up right over here? Where? Yep. Over I there. I think, uh, <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, Insema in did help me through Sarmageddon. And 
uh, a handful of people have hit you up from it. And mm. then our, our buddy Dylan said that you're working with him for his uh, powerlifting meet. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's going to be fun. Yeah. He's a guy that we convinced to uh, to do a meet before the end of the year. Yeah. He's cool. going to kill it. Yeah. He's going to kill it. That's pretty cool. No, I, I mean, if you guys are willing to work with me, I'm, I mean, I would love it. So yeah, I sh- I'd say let's fucking do it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like it's, it's weird. Like, you know, when you're like, yeah, when you're where you are right now, you're, you're doing it. Like it, it's sometimes just like good not to overanalyze things. Like, you know, when I was doing a lot of that stuff, I was just like doing it. I wasn't thinking of, ah, I got to get abs or like when I was really big. Okay. People can say, Oh, you had abs. No, I had lines. I didn't have abs. I had just some, some lines there, but I was just like, I think I like, you're right. I had a goal, like in terms of competition, I had a goal in terms of getting stronger. Mm-hmm. If I didn't have an actual goal in the gym, then it would have been harder. So I think that whatever side you're on, whether you're trying to cut, whether you're trying to get bigger, it's good to have some kind of goal because even when I, I was I was getting leaner, I didn't necessarily have a goal to get leaner. It was like I was just getting leaner because I was doing a lot of jujitsu. I had a lot of that and like I just felt better being leaner and then that happened. So it kind of makes that easier. But when you're focusing on your body, it's not like it's bad to focus on your body because sometimes you need to, but it uh it can sometimes just become all mm. just all consuming. Yeah, it can be a little too much. Yeah. On a scale of one to ten, Andrew, what do you think your diet has been in the last, let's just say, year? Ooh, the entire year. I'd say a solid eight. Yeah. That's you know what? Hmm. I got good news for you, because an eight is good enough. Like it doesn't have to be a ten. Mm-hmm to to get abs and to go from where you're talking about to where you want to be so like just think about it this way what if getting abs um just meant that uh maybe for a little bit longer you starved off away from uh maybe a couple extra cheat meals or maybe even not even that like maybe you could still have cheat meals during the process well maybe it's just maybe you're like half a meal like cutting out half a meal each day away from that that's you know totally what I mean? doable. Yeah. And you'll have days where you're like, oh, fuck, I'm, you know, I'm kind of hungry or I'm kind of tired or, <laughs> and you'll be able to kind of audible and, and we, we can help you with that process too. But that's probably the truth. You know, when Bedros, uh, I don't remember if he said it on the podcast or said it to our team, but he talked about, you know, 212 degrees or whatever it is that makes uh, your uh, water boil. Right. Mm. And he said one more degree. And it creates steam and steam can power an entire like fucking tugboat. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so, you know, you kind of think about it in that sense. It's like, maybe you just have one more degree. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's an extra training session, or maybe it's like, could be a combination of a couple of things, which actually is good is better news uh, because then it's like less messing around with your food, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I always think of that, uh, or this just reminded me of that, that meme where it's like, uh, two guys digging <laughs> ones, like he gives up oh, right oh, as he yeah. gets to the diamonds, it yeah. only yeah. keeps going. Cause I mean, maybe that it is as simple as that. Like, uh, cause like when I, when I took half of my carbs out, I didn't do that for very long, but it didn't, it didn't seem like work. And mm-hmm. then during like the, uh, the, um, the sheet that I showed earlier, I wasn't trying to cut that entire time, but I still dropped body fat. Yeah. So like, I, I'm hoping that once I do focus on trying to really cut the, uh, the body fat percentage down, that it actually won't be as hard. And I will see the results that I was like, that I'm hoping for. But you see one thing is like when people look at that, when you, uh, gained 
you gained and you lost a little bit of body fat. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want everyone to think it's, oh, it was the SARMs or mm-hmm. it was just the SARMs because this was one of the first times that you were like 100% on top of the food you were eating. Mm-hmm. You were eating a good, a, con- a consistent amount of protein every single day. You're eating a lot of the same foods every single day. You were on top of it and you were super on top of your training. Yes, there are SARMs, but I've seen people get these type of results not taking Mm -hmm. drugs where they've gained weight gained size and their body fat has gone slowly down that's very possible but you need to just be on top of your shit like you were yeah yeah this was over a three-month time span too Mm -hmm. it wasn't like a you know short thing and i think because it it was a little bit longer that's why i'm still been able to maintain over 190 pounds so and feeling pretty damn good now too good that's also the testosterone (laughs) so and speaking of dude i got have to i feel like i've been walking around with like one leg (laughs) i feel like i've been driving a car with like two wheels what now that i'm on test i feel incredible (laughs) (laughs) look at your life before you're like what kind of shade was i living under yeah i don't know if it's placebo or not but dude i feel like i have so much more energy throughout the day now I just I don't I feel way better so and that's because my test was pretty damn low that was after yeah before it was okay yeah after it was terrible and now Mm -hmm. it's fantastic cool cool yeah I just had to mention that so I'm hoping with that plus diet plus training start to look pretty jacked maybe that's something that you always needed give you a little boost right I mean I mean I I, I hope that people, at least around here, are noticing, like, even my work performance has gone up. Mm. I mean, like, look at, like, uh, someone that we would consider to have high energy it would be, like, Jason Kalipa, right? Yeah. And then b- before you started taking testosterone, would you put yourself in the same category uh, in terms close. of energy, right? No. So it's, like, not a knock on you, but I'm just saying, like, maybe someone like a Jason Kalipa naturally has, Correct. you know, probably a bunch of other things going on his brain chemistry and all kinds of stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's got more fucking energy than all of us, put, <laughs> yeah. put, all of us put together, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. But maybe there's other people out there just need a little, they need a little something to get a little, you know, a little kick. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like if you're, if you're a little bit on the older side, not, uh, you know, teenager listening to this or anything but it's definitely something you should go to your doctor and check i know yeah, i want to take a look at a, it, yeah. a lot of doctors don't want to do anything but i had somebody reach out that i i, I just kind of saw like the uh, the preview and said that went to one doctor they're like oh no you're fine went to another another doctor and like yeah you're you're fine but let's get you optimal yeah and i'm like oh that's a good doctor you got to keep that one plug dr ken barry actually i don't know if you talked about that in the podcast i don't i don't know if we talked about that but in not the book, specifically yeah yeah in the book he had a chapter on testosterone for for men testosterone therapy for men because apparently there was a myth that like it would give you testicular cancer oh. you know and that, yeah. that's a total uh, prostate myth. cancer yeah. prostate cancer yeah. yeah and there's uh there's proof that i think that even uh, having lower testosterone can lead to that as well right mm-hmm so amongst many other things like depression and all yeah. that, like sadness. And then he also, he ends that chapter with saying that, uh, he's good now, but when the time comes, he's going to do what I did, which is the BHRT pellets. Mm. I was like, yeah, You're on the right track. That's good. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's awesome, man. Yeah. And that episode went up today. So if you guys are listening to this live after we go off the air, make sure you stop, you know, stick around and check out that episode if you haven't already. Yeah. Where do you think it's, Andrew it's should really be good. like uh protein wise and things like that? You think uh maybe, you know, around somewhere between 200 and 300 grams of protein a day, maybe, 
maybe a similar amount of carbs and maybe like a hundred fat or something like that? What do you think? Well, I, I put Andrew probably around 210 to 230 protein. I know you're eating like 280 or not 300, mm-hmm. right? I don't think you need that much being real. Um, like I think that's just like a little bit of excess, but like it's not going to hurt you. I just think that you could put a little bit more of that into, you already like carbs. So in terms of carbs, you could be anywhere between like 180 and 200. I think you can get away with less, to be honest. And in terms of fat, 90 to 110, 115 to start out. Um, I wouldn't want, like for most men, I don't like having them have less fats. It really tends to start affecting their Mm -hmm. mood Mm -hmm. and this, their, their like performance. It's like more than taking away their carbohydrates. So I'd like to keep the fats. If we're like, if this was your diet, I'd like to keep the fats at a minimum Mm -hmm. at the very end. I'd still like you eating around 80 to 90 grams of fat. Yeah. And then your carbs could be anywhere between like 80 and 120 or something like that. Cause you could get away with that. I feel better with, with less fat. Yeah, like I just you simply feel better. Yeah. Okay. Um, I honestly, like when I do track though, I will accidentally be like, oh shit, I didn't realize I had that much fat. So if, I, if I'm if i strict, that's going to be the hardest part of the whole thing mm-hmm. is monitoring and keep, uh, keeping the uh, the fat down. Just I think because it's pretty, some of it's pretty simple though, just like, you know, staying away from like ribeyes. Correct. You know? that's, yeah. where, that's where it usually comes yeah. from is yeah. like stuff that I'm not thinking about. Like, yeah, oh, I let would... me throw on all this cheese. And I'm like, oh. Yeah. What is less fat for you? Like, what is a low fat day for you? What does that, like, what does the grams look like? Is it 50, it, it just, 60? Yeah, it just comes from, like, oh, this, like, the ground beef that I eat in my Monster Mash. Yeah. And then it'll come from, like, if, like, I keep going back to spaghetti because I just, I really like spaghetti. Mm-hmm. But, like, it'll come from, like, whatever whatever sauce we're using. And then, like, I will pile on a bunch of mozzarella. Mm. And that's essentially it. Like, I, I don't have much else other than that. Has there ever been a period where you did eat a lot more fat and you felt worse probably? That's what happened? Yeah. I mean, it happened a couple of weeks ago when I okay. followed a strict keto diet and I just, I just, I just felt that sick, hungry feeling. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, like if you're, if you guys don't eat chips anymore unless they're Quest chips, but like if you've been hungry and you eat something like chips or like even a piece of candy and mm-hmm. like it, it burns up in your system real quick and then you just feel sick. Yeah. That's how I feel when I eat a lot of fat. It's really odd, but. It, I just, I feel gross. I don't like it. Yeah. Okay. So when I, if I can have higher carbs, then I'm all for it. Well, you could, like you could bring the fats lower. Mm-hmm. I would just say, just works. don't eat cheese. Just cut out cheese. I mean, that'll make everything so much easier. And then, um, in terms of like monster mash, do you usually use like 80, 20 or, um, it's, uh, yeah, yeah. Cause the Piedmontese stuff that I got is 80, yeah. 20. And then when I go to Costco, I it's, uh, I think it is 80, 20 also. That'll just put your fat through the roof and it, your, yeah. your fats will be done in 10 seconds. Correct. With that meal, yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, I would ditch cheese. I would ditch pasta. You're going to eat too much of it. So I would just, mm-hmm. the e- easiest thing I know sometimes people are like, you don't need to eliminate a food, but I think that fucking just getting rid of a food sometimes solves most of your problem. And like, whoosh, just get rid of that shit. Yeah. The subs like, yeah. If you, if like, honestly, you could do this whole thing without tracking and just making food substitutions mm-hmm. like Mark mentioned. Um, and then eggs would get me too. Well, I'd say that eggs are, so I would do a lot of hard boiled eggs and then you can kind of adjust, you know what I mean? So like if you had some Costco hard boiled eggs, which I think are really good because the, mm-hmm. they don't overcook the middle of it. Um, get some, um, I don't know if you ever tried like, uh, uh, what is that called? Uh, you can get, um, 
seasoning for it, like an everything bagel seasoning, oh, and, yeah, yeah. and dump some that. salt on there or mm-hmm. some garlic salt. Fucking unreal. It's, it it's changes. really good, man. Oh, my God. It's so good. Like, and Seema said as a snack, you know, eat like six or eight of those bitches. But, <laughs> you know, just ditch a couple yolks. I mean, the yolks aren't that good anyway. Mm-hmm. I kind of like just, I have it in like a mug almost, and I just kind of smash it all together with a fork, and it's it's amazing. It's really, really good. And I don't eat all the yolks because I don't really love them, but... Mm-hmm. Um, that'll cut back your fat and you'll have something that's it's got the protein kind of through the roof. Yeah, and I, I can do, um, you know, like, like if you were just to be like really, really strict on me and be like, no, you can only have salt and egg whites. Mm-hmm. Like the simpler it is, the, obviously the easier I can follow it, but also like I just, it's, it's a little bit better for me. Like yeah. I'll have monster mash with salt and Smokey will come in and be like, dude, how do you do that without taco seasoning? How do you do that without hot sauce? I'm just like, I like it better this way. Yeah. yeah. I don't like messing it up. Like, I need basic yeah. stuff. Another good one is, like, egg whites and uh, rice. Like, that tastes pretty <sighs> damn good. I didn't know I could have that. Yeah, it's pretty damn good. Or you can try, really? like— You didn't know you could have that. I didn't—to uh, me, that that's that looks like a carb and a carb. with Egg the, whites and rice? Egg whites and rice oh. is great. Yeah. Egg whites is protein. My yeah. bad. I mean, yeah. yeah, I understand when, like, that, but, like, to— th- Put it with uh, rice. With um, yeah, I feel you. Egg whites, rice. You could have a little bit of chicken in there, or something, mm. or something a little different. Maybe even throw some salsa in there. If you want to spice it up a little bit, but that kind of stuff is real good. It's going to keep your. I thought this was supposed to be hard. I mean, the cool thing, like <laughs> this is like this is where that Piedmontese steak is. Like, I mean, again, yeah. I'm like sorry, peeps, but this is where that shit's going to yeah. come in play because like a lot of that meat is super low fat, and if you're since you don't like low or you don't like a lot of fat. You can still use a lot of that meat yeah, and the, get away. The flat iron sticks, I think they have like total for one flat iron is like 50 grams of protein and like no fat. Mm-hmm. It's like, what yeah. the hell? Or like two grams of fat and then like no carbs. Yeah, shit's mm-hmm. going to be easy for you, bro. That would be, oh man. All right, peeps. That. Hopefully uh, <laughs> you got something out of this. Hopefully you can kind of take away uh, some of what Andrew's going to take away. We're going to help him uh, get more jacked and more tan. Maybe less tan, but more jacked. <laughs> Uh, Andrew, where can people find you? You guys can hit me up on Instagram at I am Andrew Z, and for sure, any tips that I get from Mark and Sema, I will break them down a little bit more clearly and kind of write them down in written format. So that way, if you guys want to follow along with me, something you can do. This was not pre uh, whatever, ed- or we, <laughs> I didn't know this was going to happen. But hey, if you guys do want to follow me, that's where you can follow me at I am Andrew Z on Instagram. We should start calling you Shredagoza now, not Sarmagoza. <laughs> yeah. In a few months, you're going to be Shredagoza. And I, I'll probably, yeah, I'll, I'll, not probably, I definitely will do it Sarm free. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know about that. <laughs> I was going to do Cartering, but after the Tony Huge episode, the most recent one, he convinced me not to do it. Oh, snap. What did he say? So uh, Canadian Trevor, when asked about cartering, like, oh, what about the cancer study? And he's like, oh, it was a botched study, which I already knew the answer to because mm-hmm. they gave rats like a crazy amount. But that crazy amount equals to like only like 60 milligrams for like a for like a grown human. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, damn, I was planning on taking 20. That's not far away from 60. Yeah. Like, hmm, I don't know. And then when Tony talked, he was like, oh, it just means that like if you're going to get cancer, it just speeds up that process. Oh. And I'm like, well, well, sir, that's not what I wanted to hear. Speeds up your cancer if you're going to get it. So what, man? So like, I have the bottle just sitting there and I'm like, I don't think I'm going to do it now. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> I know, right? I'm at Mark Smelly Bell on Instagram. Strength is never weakness. Weakness is never strength. Catch y'all later.